Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. Happy Friday. Same to you, same to you. Nothing like spending it in my basement, drinking White Claws and local Festivus beers. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with the Festivus beer. You can drink whatever whatever you want to with the White Claws, I guess. White Claws for days. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's get right into it. It's been five days, a lot to process. Browns, of course, lose again, and uh, the who's season's over. Who's let's, surprised? Let's be honest, that that ended our season. I mean, I'm a little surprised because we lost to a guy named Duck, which that's the most embarrassing nickname of a guy you can lose to in the NFL. He I earned think. it, though. He's the Duck Call champion that's, in Pennsylvania. That's wherever irrelevant. He he's school. also a very bad quarterback. Oh, he's horrible. And we let him look like a pro bowler. Uh, he torched our defenders when he threw deep. We had no. Did no you see way how long him. that ball stood in the air? Like it was horrible. It looked like he was punting. Literally, I, that's what I thought it was. Like the camera couldn't even catch. Like it I thought it was that so was high. his nickname, is because he throws ducks because they look like they were kind of fluttering down a little bit. I mean, anybody could have turned around and caught that ball in defense. Yeah, but no, not no, our guys. None. Of course. No, not at all. Of course. Uh, it, it 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 it's crazy to me watching the Cavs because or the the Browns because. It's like you see these other defenses make these amazing plays, and if a guy throws a horrible pass, the other teams always find a way to intercept it or, or cause jump it in front of it or yeah, defend sure. it. Anyway, <clears throat> the Browns always manage to get screwed. Not screwed, but always manage to screw themselves. I guess yeah, I was the say, not get screwed. They really yeah, do. They do, do it to themselves, themselves yeah. and it's just it, at the end of the day, to me, it, it <clears throat> you have to blame coaching. At least I do. Um, well, who else are you going to blame now? I mean, you can't really blame the players, I guess. I mean, you can, but the talent's there. I mean, Greedy Williams is not a bad cornerback. Right. I mean, Denzel Ward is not a bad cornerback. Um, what's the excuse? I mean, partially it is on them because, I mean, they are the ones getting torched out there, so sure. the coach can't do much for that. Um, but in terms of, like, some of the issues we've had with our defensive line, we didn't even talk about this last week, but they announced they were benching – Demarius Randall because he was skipping a practice or whatever. They they won't come clean on the actual reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, honestly. But you can't show up to practice. And I agree with that. If, if he's not going to do that, then he's in the last year of his contract. We are officially, I would say, just about eliminated from the playoffs. 6% chance. Yeah. Cut him. Cut Demarius Randall. Sure. He's going to be a free agent. Just cut him or bench him for the rest of the year so this way he can't sign with the playoff team, whatever. That's, that sends uh, sends a message yeah. to the rest of the locker room. Instead, you give him a one-week suspension, and now he's going to come back, play the last four games. We're going to lose probably two of those games, I would assume, and our season's officially going to be over, but you're giving this guy another chance when there's disciplinary reasons, I'm assuming, why we cut Devereaux Lawrence. We didn't even talk about that last mm-hmm. week. They cut him right before the game. He wasn't great, but he was a productive player. He was a guy he that you needed played out all, there. Played all 11 games, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, his, like I said, he wasn't like his numbers weren't super productive, but when you're already shorthanded on the defensive sure. line because you're dealing with, you had Larry Ogunjobi suspended, you have Miles Garrett suspended, you have you know multitude of injuries, and you cut a guy like that. That's right. depth. Why cut Why cut him? I don't, I, I don't understand the decisions that are going on above coaching right now. Like, I understand, the, but still. When you look at the game, we had Shel, uh, Sheldon Richardson hit his head, he had to go out for a little bit. He that, fell into the it fucking It was heater. funny, though. I mean, I mean, what are the odds? Let's be honest. <laughs> well, how, how? I mean, honestly, my first thought was, what a Cleveland thing to do. My, mine, too. Mine was like, <laughs> well, he's done for the year, probably. There's a broken neck from a fucking heater. <laughs> I, I saw, I think, right after I saw that, I saw on Twitter, like, people saying that the heater got fined 15 yards for a necessary Yeah, that was a hit to the head. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> so you had Sheldrick, uh, Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson get hurt, and he he only went out for a few plays. Luckily, he, he did not get a concussion. Uh, Olivier Vernon 
re-aggravated the knee injury. He missed the rest of the game. Mack was out then too right away because of his uh, back. The same play that yeah. – or the play before that Richardson hit his head, I think Mack went down with that back injury because he overextended. They had both of them in a 10 at one time. Yeah. And, and they were they, gone for that entire series. Yeah, and then they finally came back. Well, everyone but Vernon. But still, we were very, very thin on defensive line, and it yeah. showed because the Steelers – had all the time in the world to throw. And I don't care who you are, even if you're the fourth string, third string, whatever you want to call it, Duck Hodges, you, you're you going to find guys open eventually if you have all that time in the NFL. And <clears throat> it, it was just mind-boggling to me to think that we got rid of a guy like Deverell Lawrence. And then after the Steelers game, we got rid of Chris Smith, who hasn't really been playing because of the, the issue with his girlfriend or whatever. But there's another body on the defensive line right. that they cut. And, and to me, it just you're seems telling like, me that none of those either one of those players that we just got rid of couldn't have put some pressure on somebody to open exactly. up another hole. And and I get it; they haven't been the most productive players, but they at least are very familiar with the playbook. Deverell Lawrence has been here since training camp. Chris Smith has been here for two years, so they have a familiarity. They're they're comfortable, and you just cut a guy like that, and it, it can't be a money thing because we're well over the, under the cap. We're fine, so. You know, to get rid of somebody like that and not give explanations is, you know, I understand you're not going to come out and give 100%, but when a huge weak, weak link right now is our defensive line and you've cut two defensive linemen in, in, in one week, essentially, what the fuck's going on there? I don't, you know, I thought about that too this week and I, I have no idea. Like nobody, nobody on this team wants to come out and tell you anything, like whether it be the offensive woes, def- defensive woes, but I don't know. I mean, I've, you didn't hear anything or read anything about any, Nothing attitude nothing that I issues know of. or anything. No, I mean I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like at the beginning of the season we were all just in John Dorsey we trust, and now it's like, do we trust John Dorsey? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I, I said it, you know, a few episodes back or whatever. Oh, I yeah, did we knew the, it on your uh, rant. Yeah, I did the tough love, and yeah. I I threw John Dorsey in there because a lot of people <clears throat> sure. were afraid to call him out, and I said, you know, look at the look at the track record. He's done more bad than good with his picks and and, and decisions lately. Yeah. This year, it's all, come, it's all coming to fruition this year. And, and it, it almost is if because he took over such a shitty team that there was almost no way he could have failed in that first year because we had such lack of talent. <clears throat> Whatever he did was going to be a drastic improvement. Sure. Here it is time for that drastic improvement to, to maintain and to get even better, and it's just not happening. So that's red flags on John Dorsey. And, uh, I mean, let's be honest. We'll call it, I'm going to call it at least, I am over Freddie Kitchens. Oh, yeah. I, I am done. Yeah, I have seen enough. It's week twelve. I'm sick of the people on on Twitter and Facebook that are, oh, give him a chance. You know, he's only had one year. Blah blah blah. I, I've when I when I got a new job, I had to train for a little bit before I got it figured out. And it's like, well, you also didn't get hired in at millions of dollars per year. You also were never training for this job for years and years like a head coach does, and you also don't have these crazy expectations at a, you know a typewriter or an assistant job you're typing all day at a computer you're you're not expected to win nfl games there's a little bit of a difference so to compare the two is asinine in my opinion i'm trying to find (coughs) the actual picture i read today it had like an entire breakdown of everything that's happened under freddie kitchens this year and it went into explanation of like uh, i mean it's not i say stupid stuff but you know the the issue with the cleats the thing with odell the 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 players off the field doing stuff. Oh yeah, Callaway getting tested positive for drugs. All this stuff that I'm not saying it's Kitchen's fault, but the fact that you don't run a tight ship, yeah, and you don't hold those expectations of your players, and then your dumbass is out there wearing a t-shirt. Like I get it, it's funny, haha. But I mean, it's it's only funny if you back it up. 
in my opinion. You yeah, can't I mean, wear a shirt like that how and then go out and get embarrassed by the Steelers. You exactly. can't wear a shirt that says Pittsburgh started it. For those of you don't, that don't know, Freddie Kitchens was spotted at a movie on Black Friday a week ago today. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was at a movie and a fan saw him. A fan got a picture of him. And you can clearly see Freddie's shirt is from a local t-shirt company. It says Pittsburgh started it. Haha, ha, really funny. Everybody thought it was great because everybody went into that game last week with high expectations and then Freddie Kitchens being Freddie Kitchens couldn't deliver with the game plan and we lost the game and it was fucking embarrassing. Call it, was, it like it, it was, is. It was horrible. And uh, it, it just, I mean, the fact it's like, I, I, I thought it was kind of funny too. We all, we all think Pittsburgh started it, of course. Um, right. But I mean, this is bulletin <coughs> board science. material. I mean, that's all it gave them was this bulletin board material. And because, I'm okay with the bulletin board material if you can back it up. Yeah. You, when you wear a shirt like that saying Pittsburgh started it, Pittsburgh is a bad team. You just beat the shit out of them two weeks ago. You should have beat the shit out of them again on right. Sunday. However, you wear this shirt, so you're sticking it to him a little bit, and then you go out there and you fucking lose. Now you look like a real asshole. You ha- if you're going to be ballsy enough to wear something like that, you better back it up. And you, he did. You know they're not going to get rid of him, though. You know, I I don't know. A lot of people don't think so, but but the way I look at it is John Dorsey isn't getting any younger. John Dorsey put all this together, and he knows how short of a shelf life everything is in the NFL. You know, Odell's not getting younger. Jarvis isn't getting long- younger. Miles Garrett. Baker, they're all going to need contracts. You know, this team's going to look very different in the next few years. So you have a very tight window. <clears throat> and I think Dorsey understands that. And I think Dorsey's been in football long enough to know when a coach what, just doesn't have it. Yeah, what, what it takes. And he thought Freddie had it. He got, you know, he was fooled. I, I'd say we that. all were. Yeah, we definitely were because <clears throat> the big takeaway I have is we have no longer, uh, we no longer have Ken Zampezi as the quarterback that's the guy right there because that was hugh jackson's hire that was hugh jackson's guy to work with baker so they brought in forgot his name off the top of my head uh ryan lindley yep and uh everybody thought that would have been great for baker baker was amazing in college because he was working with lindley this is going to be perfect and it's been terrible now do i want to blame the quarterback coach sure because i'm looking for a scapegoat but most of it, I would think, has to do with Freddie Kitchens because Freddie Kitchens has allowed Todd Munkin to come in. And again, I don't want to just blame Todd Munkin, but his offense in, in Tampa Bay was horrible. It wasn't horrible per se, but it was extremely <clears throat> based around deep threats. It was go routes, deep balls, a lot of plays that take time to develop, which caused Jamison Winston to throw a lot of interceptions right. because he was getting pressured a lot because he has to wait for these plays to develop. And you need a line to protect exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, if you don't have ultimate protection for these long-developing plays, they're not going to be completed, and your quarterback's going to make mistakes. Enter Baker Mayfield. The exact issues he's having this year, he's leading the league or up there in interceptions just as Jameis Winston has done for the last few seasons. And everyone just wants to say Jameis is a bad quarterback. And I, I myself was shitting on Baker Mayfield earlier this season. And now that I've seen it all play out, most of it makes me think it's the play calling. It's right. the, the offense. It's just a really horrible offense. There's timing routes that aren't there. The wide receivers, there's rumblings that Odell Beckham's having issues learning the plays still. Um, the, I, I read that the Browns have a lot of trouble getting the plays even in on time to, to, to set up the offense in games, which is never a good thing. Right. So it's just a lot of people out of sync, and that's coaching. Right. The fact that it's week fucking 13 or whatever, 14 now, and we're still having these issues shows me that there's been no development. This team hasn't progressed. Early in the season, they look like shit. Everyone said, don't worry, they're going to give them time. They have to mesh. We're going to get to the easy part of the schedule. 
here we are. We've been in that easy part of the schedule, and we're still playing like shit. We're losing games we should win, and nobody's using that defense anymore. I think it's too late. I think Freddie Kitchens has burned his bridge. Sure. I would have fired him after the Steelers <clears> lost because <throat> you're going to wear a shirt like that. You're going to put our city with a target on its back, our team, and you're going to go out there and lose. See ya. Right. That's me. So, so I'll back. I'm gonna. I'll end this. I'll end what I have to say with a question to you. But I want to say, you know, we shouldn't Baker, rightfully so. And we all thought it was Baker. We piled on, and I, I still think Baker's to blame for some stuff. Right. But Baker has pulled it together the last five weeks. I mean, Baker has played good football. You know, he's made good decisions. He's made good passes. I mean, his, his balls are right where they need to be. And that's you can take that figure to your litter if you want to. Hey, we talk about balls. Any, it's true. Anyway, any just a little form. little reference to the show. Um, but he's done well. But here's what I'm saying, and I agree with you. And not even think about it. You know, the, the play calling the Munkin Munkin runs, but. He needs a he needs an offensive coordinator or a coach that runs the short, quick plays. And you know what? You know what person's available coming next year that we could probably get that runs those perfect plays? Mc, uh, McDaniel's from New England. He he runs those quick outs, those quick short passes, those quick screen passes, stuff that would favor Baker's type of play. He worries me though. I well, I, we I agree. There's all kinds. Of, we have talked about this. Yeah. I I get it. He's a piece of shit. As he, far uh, as what yeah, he, he did to people, he, he went to Denver. He he gave it a shot. When things got tough, he left. Sure. Then he got a second job offered opportunity in Indianapolis. Took the job. They announced it. He was the head coach. Then he backed out of the deal. Right. To me, that right there, that's two strikes. And in the NFL, I don't give you a third. Sure. I don't think John Dorsey would make that mistake either. Maybe not. But uh, what, I mean, maybe someone like him though. But someone who runs those that kind of offense is what you need. I mean, yeah. I th- I think that's the kind of offense that was written last year, and Baker thrived in that offense. You know, we didn't worry about the deep passes because we had nobody to throw to over the top. Yeah. You know, we were all relying on the underneath, the underneath passes, the slant passes, the outs, the screens. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what he did well in, and that's kind of the offense he ran in Oklahoma too. Yeah. Was those not the deep passes? Was the quick outs? Yeah. And Very stuff like that. Place. So I, I somebody like that, and you know the other guy who just came available is Ron Rivera. You know, I know we're going to talk uh, about it. I'm sure. Yeah, I was going to get to that, but yeah, I, Ron I don't Rivera, mean to jump the gun. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what Ron kind of Rivera offense has he moved runs to the top of my list. Yeah, and, I mean, I, like I wish the Browns would have hired him already. Do you he co- should be coaching this? Sunday. So, so I'll end what I was saying with the question of okay, I guess you just answered it. Who would you want to hire if they part ways? Well, I would. And I would clean. Follow house. up question. Hold on. So that question, but also if we lose this Sunday. Do you fire Freddie just off the bat and just let it go the rest of the season? Uh, I would let it go the rest of the season, but I would fire Todd Munkin. Okay. I would let it be known. Well, I guess I guess it would depend on the way we lose. If we lose in a forty-five to forty-four shootout, <clears throat> I can't blame the offense. Sure. So I can't make Todd Munkin the scapegoat. If we go out there and our offense looks flat again, and let's say we lose, and it's like you know, 24 to 17, we only score two touchdowns and a field goal or, you know, whatever. Right. Let's say we score less than 20 because I, I, I heard today on the radio, they said that we're actually averaging less than 21 points a game, which is very bad. In the NFL. <coughs> yeah. Especially with the team that we have. Yes, exactly. With guys that haven't missed any time. Jarvis Landry hasn't missed games. Odell what a Beckham, fucking year that guy's Odell having, Beckham by the way. hasn't missed games. Baker hasn't missed games. And our offense, Chubb hasn't missed games. We got Kareem Hunt back. And our offense is still stagnant and shitty. And that makes no sense to me. And the big key that shows me that Freddie Kitchens has no idea what he's doing in in-game situations is we've started multiple games. I forgot. They, they did this stat the other day. I was listening to it, and I forgot it off the top of my head. But I believe it's like eight games so far this year out of our 13 that we've played. We've scored on the opening drive whether it be a field goal or a touchdown. And that's because your opening drive has been choreographed all week and you should know it like the back of your hand. So when it comes to planning like that for the beginning of a game, we are great. Apparently, we're really fucking good. I mean, remember the Tennessee game? 
that first drive of the season, we looked like the most unstoppable offense you've ever seen. But what happened after that first touchdown? Freddie Kitchens had to coach a game on the fly, and we have looked fucking terrible. We can't make halftime adjustments. Baker in the fourth quarter in a close game is really bad. He consistently turns the ball over or makes dumb decisions that prevent us from winning. It's happened multiple times this season in tight games. And again, you know, part of that's on Baker for sure because he's the one throwing the ball. But if you look at the Steeler game, it they somebody was on the wrong page there, whether it be Landry running the wrong route. Landry did take responsibility for that but uh, that was a player you talking about that interception with hayden yes that was a that was a bad route i mean well that's could, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. you could so see baker was either throwing it to where jarvis was supposed to be or baker thought jarvis was going to be somewhere else we'll never know who was behind it but either right. way that's a week 13 miscommunication that's partially on the players but also on the coaches running plays that the players don't even know 100 percent. especially i mean let's just call it Jarvis Landry is our number one receiver. It's not Odell Beckham. So your number one receiver and your quarterback can't get on the same page. In a crunch situation, you're calling plays that they're not fully confident in. That's bad coaching. Right. And well, at what point do you let Baker just run a two-minute offense? Why are you giving him plays? You don't tell me, you're telling me Baker can't put together a two-minute offense on his own? You would think, but apparently, like I said, it, it sounds like the rest of the team even has trouble learning the playbook and has issues with that, which is So is, it, is the playbook overcomplicated? Yeah, they haven't simplified it enough for the players to even grasp yet. At least that's a rumor. You know, we can't verify any of this, but, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And judging by the way they've looked this whole season, I would I think it's safe to say that there's something there. Right. Um, Take it back to the... Uh, but, yeah, the- I would I would wait and see, and if the offense looks bad again... I would fire Munkin. That's just to show everybody in there that, listen, your fucking jobs are on the line. Figure this shit out. Right. Uh, because you can't fire Freddie yet, I guess. I would. You I fire would've. both of them. Why not? Well, I think you just keep Freddie just because you let everyone kind of know that you're getting rid of Munkin because you want the rest of the league to know that there's open spots now. So maybe people can kind of vie for a job and, you know, get a little interest because people are going to want to come coach this offense. Like you said, and like we've all said, the talent on it is enough to get. Yeah, I just I just typed in Ron Rivera's name in Google, and it pops up like Browns being a number one landing spot for him. Yeah, makes the most sense. Everyone's because saying the best it, yeah. thing is Ron Rivera is a defensive minded coach, <clears throat> so he's going to come in here and he's going to get himself some good coordinators, and he's going to be able to focus on the defense, which has been it's been bad. And Freddie Kitchens isn't a defensive minded coach, and then you can get yourself an offensive coordinator who I would assume is going to come in and call plays and run an offense, and he's going to work it perfectly, and. I mean, hopefully just figure this fucking shit show out because it's terrible right now. It's embarrassing to be a Browns fan, and it's hard to say that because of the amount of talent, because of the types of players you have on this team. I really was confident going into this year that they weren't, I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I thought double-digit wins, playoffs, and probably an exit, early exit in the playoffs because they're young, they've never been there, but I would have been happy with that. Instead... We're going to be middle of the pack drafting. We were close to being a top 10 picking team. I mean, who's to say we don't lose out for the rest of the year? Cincinnati's no no slouch now that Dalton's back. Dalton's owned the Browns for years. Our defense is depleted. Right. The, uh, the Ravens, I think, are going to beat the fuck out of us. <clears throat> and then going to Arizona, albeit Arizona's not a very good team, still, that's on the road. That's an electric offense against a really bad defense. Could be one of those shootout games. Right. I don't think our offense can keep up with anybody right now. Could be. I, I think we're going to finish 8-8 eight and eight for the year. Um, it's possible. I mean, I that's, just, that's three out of four. But we to be win. honest, I mean, eight and eight, it's an improvement over last year. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, we shot our own expectations up. We, we had a tie last year. I get year. it. I'm just saying we, we, to, to, uh, to one thing you can, if you look at it two different sides, one side, you can say we're right where we 
should be, you know, as far as a first-year head coach, second-year quarterback, a young offense. We're going to win maybe eight games, possibly nine games. We're right where we should be. But our expectations get skyrocketed when you trade for Odell Beckham. And then you start assuming Super Bowl or deep playoff run. So I get it. We all were there. We all shot these Browns into the playoffs before the game even started. I mean, our infamous video before we played the Titans. Yep. And what happened there? We just got, you know, I, I don't know. I coached. I'll just say this. I, I, I'm very upset to be a Browns fan right now. I, I, but at the same time, we're, I, in my opinion, I think we're almost where we were. We were, if not a little bit worse than where I think everyone else expected us to be for the year. I just think going off the schedule, I'm going to respectfully disagree. Sure. I think eight and eight is leading rookie quarterback in NFL history. You have Nick Chubb, who is currently on pace to win the rushing title in the NFL. You have Kareem Hunt, who was an MVP candidate before he got suspended last year. You have Odell Beckham Jr., who's a more than likely Hall of Famer, amazing wide receiver. You have Jarvis Landry, who's also one of the top 15 wide receivers in football, more than likely, if you could make a list. Uh, I mean, tight end is obviously rough. Offensive line isn't the best. But then you bring in an offensive-minded head coach. You have Miles Garrett. You've got some veterans on the defense. You bring in an offensive-minded running back coach. Let's not blow it True. out of the water. Well, he was a quarterback's coach in, oh, I'm uh, sorry. in me, Arizona he, for a little bit. Just saying, you know. Uh, but no, I, I'm just saying offensive yeah. in general. And then uh, he had a year under the, under his belt with this squad. He had half a year as their offensive coordinator. So to say only gaining gaining one win with all of that on the roster, and we haven't really had many huge injuries or huge things that could crush us we've had some nagging injuries don't get me wrong but nothing you can't overcome we didn't lose any key key players yeah you can't overcome a very bad offensive line and that's the uh, one thing i think we all overlooked at the beginning of the year was the fact that yeah we have all these weapons around them all these weapons for baker to throw it to but we never really took in consideration or maybe we did the fact that if you can't protect baker none of that matters See, I think that's a crutch people use, the offensive line thing. I get it, it but look how many Nick, stacks Baker's gotten hit. Every right. game he gets hit at least six, seven, but he, eight times. That's, again, that's offensive game planning. Our plays take too long to develop. He needs quick plays. When he gets <clears> the ball out quick, he never gets touched. Sure. Second half of the season last year, he was the least sacked quarterback in the NFL, least touched. All we've done is replace the right guard. That's the only difference that they, this team has made. Nick Chubb, like I said, is on pace to be the best running back in football behind the same offensive line that everyone says is awful. How's that possible? It's, I mean, he, how many broken, how many yards after touch does he have? I guarantee it's right. probably the highest. You still got to be able to get I through understand. a hole. I understand. I'm just saying that he gets through a hole, but not a very big hole, and he right. probably gets breaks a lot of tackles, too. Oh, he does, but still, I'm just saying, if you're going to have the best <clears throat> running back in football, sure. you can't say the offensive line's like awful. And I admit Baker has gotten sacked a lot, but a lot of it is him holding the ball too long. I said that early in the season. Yeah. Baker was holding onto the ball way too long, waiting for these long plays to develop. You can only block a guy for so long. Again, I'm not. Uh, uh, we do need to address the offensive line 1,000, percent but I just don't think that's the issue. I think it's a mixture. So, of how things. do they address it? Do they do they go and trade for somebody in the offseason? Do they sign a free agent, or do they assume or attempt to draft it? I mean, I would say drafting. Uh, we have a pretty good amount of picks, so I would say you're going to want to at least draft two. You're going to. I I would say take one in the first or second round that you expect to come in and be your starting left tackle immediately. Mm -hmm. That should be a main focus because when you're picking in the teens like we're expected to, um, at that point you can kind of pick and choose. You don't have to go. Well, all your skill players will be gone, so you don't need a skill player right now. Anyways, you, yeah, you, need you really that, don't. I mean, you need protection. Aside from tight end, which this draft is relatively weak, we don't need anybody 
on, I kind of like our tight end. To be, I, I know our tight ends are kind of weak on the offense, but some of these unknown players have kind of stepped up a little bit. Oh yeah, and, for sure. I mean, Ricky Seals Jones has been great. They Demetrius catch the Harris ball and they good. go down the field, which yeah. is outside of what who we're getting back this week in Ajoku. He maybe doesn't do very well. Freddie he, still isn't confirming that he'll be back. Oh, they just said that today. He's activated. Oh, they officially announced yeah, it. Oh, for, they asked Freddie earlier today, and he said uh, we'll see. Still. No, they came out today, and I think ESPN and well, Drew ESPN Browns. says expected to activate oh, was it? for Sunday because they have to make a move. So they'll probably wait till tomorrow or early Sunday. They have to cut a guy, activate him onto the active roster. It's a whole thing. Oh, I see. Yeah, so tight end Browns Njoku expects to be yeah. activated from injuries. So last minute they could say, "No, nah, we're good." That would be that's so fucking Which, dumb. <laughs> I mean, he said two or three full weeks of practice, and they still won't activate him. So again. What the fuck are these guys doing behind the scenes? I don't know. So I, I agree. I hope I hope to God they, they do a coaching change, which sucks. You know, one year into it, coaching change. Again, new coaches coming in. Everything changes. All these expectations get reset. We all get excited again. Um, but if they bring in someone like Ron Rivera, then I think your expectations have every right to be there. Right. Because look at that dude did in Carolina, man. I mean... He didn't have anything outside of I – mean, he really didn't have anything at all, but he coached a team very yeah. well every year. He's had a, an injured Cam Newton. Ron Rivera has made the best out of that situation every time and made them a competitive football team. Have they lost some close ones or some games they should have won? Sure. sure. But again – They, they did not have the injuries. talent anywhere yeah. close to what we have in Cleveland. And the fact that they're going to hold him to such a high standard with a backup quarterback is absurd to me. I think that's shameful. That's like the Browns losing Baker – Garrett Gilbert's our starter for, you know, two and a half seasons or whatever Cam Newton's been out for, and they hold that against Freddie Kitchens. Like, right. get me a better fucking quarterback then. That's not my fault. Sure. Um, so, I mean, it sucked for him, but I was very happy to see Ron Rivera fired because all I could think of is the Browns signing him. I I, I'm it. hoping to God John Dorsey's back to thinking the same thing. I, I, I think hope. he's smart enough, but I don't know. I mean, everything I've read, I, like I said, quick Google search, everything says that Ron Rivera's top landing spot's Cleveland. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Though. I would love that. Got to get rid of our head coach first. Uh, so speaking, we, we talked a little bit about Chris Smith getting cut, and if you're not familiar with him, he was, of course, on September 11th, uh, Ooh, he, what a bad day. Yeah, that, that turned into the worst day in his life, uh, <laughs> among others. He had, there was an accident. His car blew a tire. His wife and his, you know, few-week-old, or I'm sorry, girlfriend and his He few, wasn't in a car, though, was he? No, they, they, they were on the highway. There. Oh, that was they just a, her that was driving. No, they got a flat tire. They, oh, they all got out of the car. They were oh. all together. Those Lamborghinis, when you get a flat tire, those yep. are, those are hard to change. Damn right. So they got a flat. They pull off to the side of the road wherever they were. They weren't exactly off to the side, if I remember the story correctly. They were I think they were on like 90, I think. Bit. 90, I think. Yeah. Nine, yeah, whatever. So anyway, so their car gets hit. It causes the car to hit his girlfriend. It kills her. So it's him and his, you know, few-week-old baby dealing with the death of his girlfriend. Terrible tragedy, blah, blah, blah. He steps away from the team for a while, <laughs> you're understandably. So, you're so empathetic. Well, I mean... It, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I, don't get me wrong, it sucks, but but bad things happen to everybody. <laughs> People die in everyone's lives. I hate when you're supposed to feel more sorry for somebody else. Oh, sure. For of, him... Of high profile, his, yeah. his poor girlfriend, she passed away, she just had a kid. Meanwhile, there's families all over yeah. that their kids are literally dying in a hospital We don't right read now, those all the time. you don't hear though. about that. We don't, hear, yeah. we don't see them in the news. Because he's not. A, they're not pro-athletes. So put, that's it, why put it in the news, I'll feel sorry. It's hard for me to get sympathy for anybody that has something bad happen to them, because it happens to everybody, and it's, it's not on the news for everybody sure. so for me i'm kind of numb to those things um but anyway so yeah so she's dead and he steps away from the team for a little bit comes back uh his first game back if i'm not mistaken i think he got a sack like he had a decent game and that's about all he's done whether that's because 
I, I truthfully haven't paid much attention. I don't think he's even gotten much playing time. No, I'm sure he's not there mentally. And that's exactly it. I don't know why that is. Is it the is it he not having good practices? Is you know the coach the coaching staff doesn't trust him? Whatever it is, he hasn't been a factor. He signed a three year deal last year for about twelve million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. So he's making some decent coin, and the Browns decided to part ways with him. And a lot of uneducated football fans, or, or just people in general, I guess I could say, don't understand how the process of the NFL works. I got into an argument yesterday with a cousin of mine who I love very much, but he is not a big sports fan. He was arguing with me about why the Browns got rid of him. He said, look at Cincinnati. When Devin still had his daughter had cancer, they cut him, put him on the practice squad so he could keep the insurance and take care of his daughter. Devin still was just finishing, just finished his second year in the NFL. Hadn't started his third. So he's still on a rookie contract. Making him eligible for the practice squad. The yeah. rules of the practice squad are you cannot have more than two years accrued. Or, well, they recently changed it after this, but it's three years. You can't, you're not act, You're not eligible for the practice squad if you've played too many years. Devin still was eligible for the practice squad. Devin still was on a rookie contract, as you said, so he wasn't making a ton of money. Chris Smith was making... You know, like $4 million a year. Chris Smith is in his sixth year in the NFL. Chris Smith is on his third NFL team. He's not eligible for the practice squad. He's also pretty much saved a lot of money. Yeah, and throughout his career, I looked it up yesterday, so I know a lot about him. He's made over $10 million in earnings. Obviously, that's before taxes, before agent fees, everything. But still, the guy's a millionaire. Yeah. So to act like they're cutting some fucking poor, <clears throat> undrafted rookie that you know, has some sick daughter at home and he didn't even make the team and you just cut him and tell him to kick rocks. That's one thing. That's how even the media then, works, man. You read high headlines. That's what you react to. And even then it's a business there. They shouldn't just hold on to everybody because you have some sad story. It's, it's football. You sure. either help the team to win or you're gone. The, they'll, they'll do whatever they can to help you. But so again, people were arguing the Browns are Case heartless. Point, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people are saying what a shitty organization the Browns are. What a slap in the face to this guy because he's having such a rough year, blah, blah, blah. The guy's going to be fine. The guy's made more money in his NFL career than everybody defending him on Facebook will see in their lifetimes. He, you know, uh, there's a rule in the NFL if you're considered a vested veteran, which means you've played for more than like five years or whatever, or maybe it's only three. It's even, I, don't, I forgot, but you get like five years of health insurance for you and your family after you've like officially retired and this and that. So he's still taken care of. For all these people that are acting like the Browns should keep him, it's fucking pathetic. He'll get re-signed by somebody. And that's another thing. He's only like 27 or whatever. And he's, he's relatively decent. young. He, he's completely eligible to sign with another team. He didn't have to retire. The Browns didn't force him to retire. People act like the Browns kicked him out of the NFL. Did he and actually retire? What, I didn't read that. No, no, no. They oh, just okay. waived him. I see. Okay, yeah. Well, so he'll he sign with waived. somebody else. He he'll... was not claimed off waivers because if you claim somebody off waivers, you're then entitled to pick up his entire contract, which nobody was going to pick up, you know, five whatever million remaining on a deal they'd rather get him to a new contract because he hasn't played up to that money which makes sense so he's officially a free agent as of now and again just people being outraged over things like that is fucking stupid and it irritated me to see so many people so i i took some quotes from people because freddie kitchens came out and said our football relationship has ended with chris yeah. but our personal relationship has not so that means the Browns are looking out for this guy, but people didn't look into that. People still just immediately go on Facebook and shit on the Browns. So I copied and pasted that quote, and I put it on there, and I, I verbatim, I said, for some of you dipshits on here, was exactly how I quoted it to complete strangers <laughs> on like a Cleveland.com news article. Um, but people are just really stupid, and they don't do the research on things, and that irritates the piss out of me, if I can be honest. 
Well, I mean, that's just how we are in society nowadays. It, no, nobody researches anything that's put out there, and that goes for both sides of the table. You yeah. know, when a news heart, when a news headline hits, everyone's quick to react. If they hear something, they're quick to believe it, and they don't research it. And that's where that quote unquote fake news comes from. Yep. That people just react to a headline, and anybody can put it out there. For example, and we can go, not to change the subject off of him. No, no, by all means. But the, the the thing I was texting you about earlier about the uh, tweet from that one douchebag. Yeah. That that went out there and said, "Oh, there's rumblings of a." Uh, of an issue with Odell wanting out of Cleveland. So then every fucking person in the Cleveland media latches on to that because I read no one else saying that. Nobody of nobody. Repu- nobody of repu- like media or research or anybody said anything like that except one guy with a Twitter following put it out there and everyone latched on to it. Now you have the Mary Kay Cabots of the world, the Daryl uh, Riders of the world going out there asking these questions. Like, I get it. You want to ask me these questions, but don't put it out there like that and then don't then don't get defensive when, when, when fans like us come at you and say, what the fuck are you doing? And then the difference with that, though, is the Odell Beckham interview. That's what Kyle's referring to, Odell Beckham. Um, there were rumors that said he's not happy in Cleveland, blah, blah, blah. So he was being interviewed yesterday by the press, and a couple guys asked him. They said, do you want to be here in 2020 or you know whatever the question was? And he said, he said, there's nowhere I'd rather be. My locker's right next to one of the most important men in my life, talking about Jarvis Landry. And then he said, but I understand this is a business, and I've been told before that people weren't didn't want to get rid of me, this and that. I thought I'd be there forever, and I got traded. So, you know, it's a business. You can only live one day at a time. Whatever God's plan is, I'll follow God's plan. That's basically, that's exactly what he said. Basically saying, basically. I want to be here. Yeah, he said, I want to be here, but I understand if they want to trade me, I have no control over <sighs> yeah. that. Media took that. Cleveland media Odell took wants that out. as he didn't give us a straight answer that said, yes, I love it in Cleveland. Yeah. I'm doing cartwheels every day that I'm here. So they said, well, he must not be happy here. Dude, he I live again. in Cleveland. I don't do cartwheels every day I'm here. I try to, but I'm not very good <laughs> at them. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, so it was very irritating that people are trying to put words in Odell's mouth and basically paint him as some monster. It's just annoying that I have to go on Twitter and I, I follow these people. I know you said you block half of them. I, or, I did. Or you're blocked well, by half of them. I got blocked by Mary Kay. I think I called her a cunt once, oh, if I'm not fitting, mistaken. Fitting. Uh, she was being a cunt, so I called her one on Twitter. We're I really thought, not going to get that sponsorship from 92.3 The Fan. I can live with that because you know who else is on 923 The Fan? Daryl Ryder, yes. the guy that we're talking Fuck about. That, dude. He is a fucking loser. I hate that guy. Dude, I he think gets, he's he is in meltdown mode these last couple of days. Like fans pissed. have been calling him out. Yeah, and I, and he retweeted somebody and called himself an asshole. Like I've, how is somebody of the media? Allowed, I mean, I'm not saying you're not allowed to curse, but come on, man. I mean. A little professionalism, I guess. I know, I get it that it's, we're allowed to say that, but you shouldn't repeat that. Yeah. I've never seen someone of stature. I mean, like I'm him. all for that. I think that's how everything should be. I think there should be no filters in anything. I get it, but it's like you can tell that when you start doing that, but yeah. you're in meltdown mode. Oh, he is completely, and he's he's one that went on the air today and he was bitching and moaning about. about I, didn't even, Odell. I, didn't, I didn't even hear him going on the air today. I knew he was going to say something. They just, asked him about that. And they've been they ripping said, him you know, all you, day. You asked Odell or whoever asked Odell the question, and this is what he said. Wait, blah, did he go blah, on Bull or did he go? He went on Bull and Fox, didn't he? No, he was actually on Ken Carmen. Oh, those him and Anthony get into it all the time. It's fucking. It was hilarious. pretty good. They they were roasting Daryl a little bit too, and they were saying like, "What what do you want him to ask you a straight up question? Give me a straight answer. Why didn't he just say yes? I want to be in Cleveland." And then Ken Carmen goes, "Well, he did say there's nowhere I'd rather be. Well, why didn't he just say yes? Like they they're still <laughs> fighting with his fucking answer. And I think you I think that I think that's what started the whole meltdown yeah. today because after that interview is when his fucking Twitter blew up. And it's everyone. funny because Ken Carmen kind of joked, but he was half joking, half serious because. During the Daryl Ryder interview, after Daryl started this shit, about two or three minutes after he had said it, Odell Beckham tweeted, oh, so now I don't want to be in Cleveland anymore. He was People listening. are saying that. And that's what Ken Carmen said. He goes, I don't know if Odell's listening or if someone told him, but he's like, 
about three minutes ago, you said this about him, and Odell just tweeted out uh, talking shit about people saying that. He even <laughs> said, I, I, there's nowhere I want to be, or el- nowhere else I'd so want to be. So he repeated what he said. And he said, uh, next story, please. Like I forgot the exact yeah. tweet verbatim, but he basically came out and called all the media out and said, oh, God. now you guys are making shit up. I never said that I don't want to be here. You guys are just coming up with shit. Where's like, Baker at? I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Baker to snap back at somebody. Oh, he probably will. Uh, next interview, me. it's going to happen. He's going to find out Daryl and we say win, something to him. Hopefully on Sunday. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of outrage there. And Do you think Daryl will be up for an interview? Do you think we'll get him on the, on the show? Wouldn't fucking bother wasting my time. <laughs> I He's one that I have actually gone. I didn't even want to see people retweeting his shit in my timeline. So yeah. I just blocked it, reported for spam. Hopefully Twitter one day takes his account down because he can go fuck himself. We do I need to try him. to get Ken Karma on the show, though. I'd love to get him on here. To that would be great. Uh, I actually have seen Ken has done a couple podcasts. Yeah. He's see? tweeted out. So maybe we could probably, we could possibly work that in. The only situation, though, we have kind of no have to cursing. work on figuring out how to do like phone interviews and stuff like yeah that. We'll, we'll get there we'll get there eventually we're, we're working on some technical we're, stuff we're working we on the, the budget right now so yeah. <laughs> uh we blow it on we blow it on big celebrities and chopper chuck segments yeah so to end the chris smith talk that we were having i just think it's a business it sucks but again he's made millions he should be fine unfortunately things happened if something happened to one of our wives our work would only be lenient for so long if our work was slipping and it was hurting the company and costing them a lot of money, they would probably eventually do something about that just because that's how life is. If everybody that's ever had a tragedy in their lives got things handed to them, nobody would ever work again. Like, everybody's had something bad happen to them. You eventually have to move on. Again, sucks for him and his little girl, but there's plenty of other people whose wives have died giving birth, and they have to then take their baby and go on the rest of their lives without her. Do they get things handed to them? Well, I mean, if it was malpractice, then maybe. A hospital bill. But, (laughs) (laughs) But... Oh, we're going it's, to hell. It's just life. I mean, it, shit happens. Everybody dies. You know, sorry, but that's the bitter truth. So when are you starting your job as motivational speaker? I'm just curious. Uh, I'm actually applying for a suicide hotline job soon. Yeah. T- we'll see how that goes. That's going to be one week in and one week out, and that's pretty much I, it. I, I doubt I last a week. My first call will just be like, Jesus, you should just... <laughs> that sounds horrible. Why don't you kill yourself? <laughs> Hold on, sir. I'm Googling ways. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing it's with the veins, not against the veins. No, what I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll just... To talk them into doing something else like let's say a guy calls and he's like you know my wife's leaving me she's taking my my kids i'm gonna lose my job i'm drinking kill her i would say yeah don't kill yourself when you can kill her and then you have your <laughs> kids forever glass half full everybody you will see them through glass but yeah it's okay <laughs> if he's lucky just gotta hide the body i'm visiting him just cremator and barrier it happened to jimmy hoffa it's okay supposedly don't even get me started on that fucking movie. I love that movie. Did you really? You like I the did, Irishman? Man, absolutely, oh, man. I thought it was garbage. Anytime you can get, not to get off the topic of sports, if no, you we'll can talk get a, about it, a Scorsese film with Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino in it, I, dude, I'd watch that for six hours if I wanted to. That's, uh, that's I watched all three and a half hours, and it was fucking awful. That movie sucked. <sighs> you just don't you don't respect the craft. It's okay. It just wasn't a good movie. They did that de-aging tech, uh, technology and everybody still looked old as fuck. I could care less about any of that shit. The story was what I loved. I love the fact that you're telling his side of the story of what happened back then, what happened to Hoffa, what, all this other stuff. The story was cool. It was interesting. I liked learning about I, 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 honestly, I couldn't get past. I never thought I'd say this. I couldn't get past the acting. Yeah. yeah it's hard to say with those three in the it movie. It is, but I mean... Some God, of the three best actors of our I don't want to spoil generation. things for people, but you have Robert De Niro portraying a 40-something-year-old man, and they again, they use this de-aging technology, but he still walks and moves like a fucking 75-year-old. There was a scene where he beat the shit out of a... 
a deli uh, grocery store worker. The, the, lit, the, the lit most, hand where he's kicking it's up. It's one of the most embarrassing scenes I've ever seen. And this is a like I thought I was watching a fucking spoof movie. I, okay, I when I saw that I thought that he was taking a little bit off because his daughter was right next to him. No, that's but now just, that you say like in my fuck. mind I'm thinking it's because he's old as fuck yeah. and he can't kick hard. And then could you imagine? Well, that's not true. That you, well, I know it's probably a body double when Pacino jumped on top of that one dude in the in the prison. Probably It'd probably a body still, double. Yeah, even Al Pacino too. Al Pacino was portraying Jimmy Hoffa when he was in his forties. I thought Pacino did well. He he acted nicely, but he looked fucking eighty years old. It was just hard for me to get in the, in the yeah, in, in, yeah. into the moment with it. Take yourself out of the whole aging thing. And I then the other, I won't I won't go into detail about what the scene was. But when Robert De Niro was inside the restaurant, capping some people, the way he was holding the gun and shooting it like that every time he fucking shot it was—it just—it looked so fucking bad, and it was unbearable to me. I they, hate that. That's movie. how they held guns back then. It's on so many people's lists of like best movies this year, and I think they're all just kissing Scorsese's ass. No. It was fucking garbage. I Let's call it. it like it was. I loved it. Uh, all right. With that being said, we we branched off a little bit. Uh, We're gonna take a quick break here. We actually have some advertisements this week, so we'll get uh, into that. I will play those. And uh, you guys will recognize this guy. He's a friend of ours. So without further ado, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. <clears throat> hey there, ladies and gentlemen. This here is Chopper Chuck coming to you live from the old Che, but that's because I've been creating a new business for y'all. Just in time for the holidays, I have created ornaments. That's right. These are horny ornaments. I can make them any way you want. I can get a guy fucking a lady. I can get a lady fucking a lady. I can get a lady fucking two guys. Whatever you want. Maximum of three, though. Menage a tree. Christmas time. That's what we're doing here. Uh, they come in all colors, shapes, and sizes. You want a fat woman on top of a skinny guy, we can do that. You hang them right up to your tree. These are not kid-friendly, but also they could teach your kids about the birds and the bees, so we recommend you using them for that as well, multi-purpose. Uh, one disclaimer, we are out of yellow ink, so if you're an Asian, we cannot make your people. I apologize for that right now, but we are out of yellow. All right. So again, that's Hornaments.com. Get yourselves your horny ornaments. We can send them in whatever sexual positions you want, or you can make them yourself. They're like little G.I. Joes with little penises and titties. So whatever you guys want. Everybody have a happy holidays. All right, everybody. That was Chopper Chuck with Hornaments. That sounds pretty intriguing. I uh, He told me that he's mailing me a couple. I'm very intri- in- intrigued about getting those and putting them on my tree. Kyle, if you'd like some, I can be more than welcome to get you Actually, some. Actually, I'm, I'm on the website right now. Yeah, it's great. Very sexual, very erotic. The things you can do with two fat chicks is amazing. It's really nice. I mean, I think that's a brilliant idea. Hornaments, that's great. I mean, honestly, I think it's probably the best seller. I think, I mean, just in time for the holidays, perfect. Are we getting a good cut out of this advertisement? Oh, yeah, he's he's paying us handsomely. This is a... We'll talk about it with Sean later, but this is a little bit of a reimbursement for how long Chopper Chuck's been missing. Yeah, so man. I mean, after him. he after he did his investigation, so now we, he get went, a, we get a cut of Hornaments. Okay. So hopefully things go well. It's a good plan, So though. thank you, Chopper Chuck. Uh, speaking of outrage from people, we are going to get right into a news story here. Michael Vick, he was voted, or, or claimed. Voted. <laughs> huh? Voted? Voted what? Well, I voted to be a Pro Bowl captain, whatever. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay, pick. I get you saying, okay, yeah. So he was picked, I guess, to be a Pro Bowl captain. I'm not exactly sure how they went about that. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, if you know Michael Vick, if you know any history, you know that Michael Vick um, was was... In, in the middle of dog fighting and he was running an organization and killing dogs and had other people killing dogs it was a it was a huge thing multiple people were involved many many people i should say and yeah, there's a shit ton of people um, man yeah there really were it was a huge thing michael vick went to jail as most of you know he missed a lot of years of his prime he then got out of jail came back to the nfl played with the eagles you know you guys know the story um but now fast forward you know 10 plus years whatever and 
Michael Vick has been picked to be the Pro Bowl captain, and there is outrage. People are signing petitions. It has hundreds of thousands of votes. Uh, people don't want Michael Vick to take any part of this because of what he did. And my issue with that, as I'll say, first and foremost, the guy served his time. What he did was awful, but he served his time. He is not getting, I mean, maybe he's getting paid for this. I don't know, but he's doing this just as a captain. It's not like he's signing an NFL contract. Um, he was in the Pro Bowl multiple times because of his skills on the football field. Um, but again, he served his time. He went to jail. He missed years of his career. Um, it was awful. He probably could have done a little bit of a longer stint in the pen, but because he is a celebrity, he was he obviously didn't serve as much as he should have or could have, I should say. Um, but the way I look at it is, you know, this is America. People serve their time. They get out. People have done far worse things. I would think child molestation is worse than killing a dog. Depends I, I know on the U.S., to be honest. Yeah, true. Some people hold animals in higher standard than humans. Yeah, no, I, I guess I understand. Maybe it's like a little shitty kid that you know is going to grow up to be like white trash. You molest that one. Like, who who is it hurting? You know what I mean? If you can kind of see the road that that kid's going to be on, and you're like, well, whatever, this we're, isn't going to, this can't hurt him. We're too really much. narrowing you know down I mean? our opportunities for future sponsorships. By the way, we call it like we see it. That's, <laughs> people like that. People like honesty. Uh, we got, little we got Jimmy, little Jimmy over there. You, you can touch his wiener, but you it's, can't you know, touch him over there. Maybe you see a little kid, and he, you know, he's, you know, he's he's breaking into other people's trailers. He's stealing from his mom. He's causing mischief. You he's just staple, the staple him to a time. tree. Yeah, maybe somebody, maybe his uncle comes over one day, has a couple too many soda pops, and diddles him. I don't think it's really going to fuck the kid up that much. If anything, maybe it turns him into a straight and narrow. Maybe the kid's like, oh, shit, I've been living this crazy life, and then my uncle just fucked me in my butt. I don't want that to happen again. That'll happen in jail. I better not do that again. Boom. So, life saved. So after your suicide, how- Michael Vick, I think, served his time. What he did, obviously, was egregious. It was shitty, but time served. He he did it. He faced the consequences. And again, he's just getting voted to be a Pro Bowl captain. It's not like he's getting a job with the NFL in any type of way. He's not a he's not a reporter. He's not a dog. Lives matter. There is a dog meat festival in China oh, every geez. year. They kill hundreds of thousands of dogs. They kill them. They eat them right in front of everybody. It's a whole thing. They do it all the time. Let's worry about stopping that first before we worry about Michael Vick being in the Pro Bowl. He's not killing dogs anymore, so him being in the Pro Bowl, it's not like he's like, oh, sweet, here's my ticket to kill again. I'm just going to start killing dogs. I, he, I think I assume he's done with that. But at the same time, instead of fighting something like this, go fight kill shelters in America. Go fight against the dog meat festival. Go fight against breeding of dogs that shouldn't be bred, like bulldogs. Everyone loves bulldogs, but... It's actually a really bad breed of animals, and they have trouble breathing. They have health issues. It's actually horrible to make a bulldog. But there's things like that that happen that everyone's like, who gives a shit? The, the dog's at least alive, so fuck it. Who cares if it gets sick and it lives in agony for its five years of existence? Michael Vick killed some Rottweilers, which, again, egregious. I'm not trying to downplay it, but there's far worse things currently happening that could be stopped and protested and dealt with opposed to just a guy that's going to go work for the NFL. I get it. If you have an issue against it, speak your mind. But the fact that there's this petition going around and people are putting so much time and energy into stopping Mike Vick from doing this Pro Bowl thing, I just think that there's more constructive things they could put their hatred towards to actually make a difference. Because again, 
he's not still killing dogs so you're not stop you're not preventing anything maybe it's not like him not being out there or if he gets to go there he's like i said he's gonna start killing dogs again and vice versa like well if we keep him off the pro bowl captain's team then he 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 won't kill any dogs like it's not preventing one thing or the other it's just people are pissed off and i get it but put your attention and energy towards something more constructive at least that's my advice was your uh was your bulldog reference to an adam ruins everything episode no it was actually Howard oh, Stern. that's where i learned it from oh really yeah was, he had a whole thing I about breeds that and like cross breeds and how pure breeds are bad and you know you need stern to have... was talking about it with uh adam sandler the other day yeah i he heard about on... that is that about the yeah, stern heard... or sandler's always been a big bulldog fan so yeah. he asked him like do you still have those bulldogs and, and sandler was like yeah and he was like, man, you know, I, I hate that they make bulldogs, blah, blah, blah. He's, and, and I didn't really know that much about them. Yeah, it's actually, if you look it up and watch the episode of Adam Ruins Everything, he talks about Which is, I'm sure where I've seen dogs it, but came I from it. and how, like, pure breeds are horrible because yeah. cross breeds help you build better immune systems and have, like, better features to live longer and stuff. But that's a side note. Yeah. So here's my question. <clears throat> when Vic came back in the NFL after this whole thing happened, he played for the Eagles. How many How many signatures did we have then? Nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody fucking cared. People were pissed. Yes. But it didn't get this kind of traction. So here, let me just start by saying this. I do not condone animal fighting. Obviously, I'm a huge animal lover, as are you. Yep. Um, I first, you know, I don't want, I don't want Kyle to put words in my mouth and I don't want there to be any confusion. I don't condone it. I don't think I've also never been to a dog fight. So maybe (laughs) I would like, I don't know. I I, I don't knock things till I try. Can you imagine like a, like a two wiener dogs fighting? How funny that would be. That would be hilarious. May the best wiener win. <laughs> little chihuahuas in there. I've, I've seen plenty of wiener competitions, but not wiener dogs. <laughs> I've um, never won. I want everyone I, to know. I that. don't condone it. I I think what he did was horrible. After reading the reports and shit that came out, like it's just it's horrific, man. And you know, this is a this is just a little bit of a conspiracy or a, a nugget that has come out a little bit. We could totally do sports conspiracy theories too. Right. There's a lot of those too. God damn. But one of them that's kind of been out is that Michael Vick took majority of the blame it was actually an entire ring and there were other really famous from what i've heard other really popular rich big name people that took part in this also and they didn't get found out because mike vick kept his mouth shut it's like is this like a jeffrey epstein thing no he just like all these all these he was the main person and they probably wanted him to throw other people under the bus and he refused he didn't he didn't name names because there were reports in the Virginia area that were also partaking in this. And a lot of people have made some guesses. People have said maybe Allen Iverson was one of them, which would kind of make sense. He's from the Virginia area. He, sure. ran, he ran with a tough crowd his entire life. He has a lot of money. Could he have been involved? You never know. Just a rumor. But Michael Vick didn't name anybody else. Michael Vick was willing to take all of this heat. Right. Rightfully so. He did some bad shit, but he's never came out and said who else was doing it. He was the only person to get in trouble, as far as I know, like the, at least the main person. And, uh, you know, he served his time, like I said. <clears throat> right. So to so, get outraged for him to be a Pro Bowl captain, yeah. I think is just So I'm just, my two cents is that, I mean, obviously everything he did was horrible. I get it. And he came back to the NFL. No one protested. I mean, people protested, sorry. But no one made this whole huge stink about signatures and everything. He came back and he's actually a productive quarterback because he's a very skilled player. He's been out of the for what God four years now five years at least he, yeah it's been he hasn't been relevant time. so I agree I do not I do not condone what he did but I think like you said he served his time he's he's paid for it he's paid for it dearly financially and just you know whatever else you know people look at him and the first thing you think of Michael Vick the Atlanta quarterback who was amazing you look at him and say oh Michael Vick the fucking dog killer you know yeah. what I mean so he's 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 living that life right now 
let the guy come back and be part of the NFL. I mean, he was one of a he's one of a kind. People have to get you have to allow people to be rehabilitated. Dude, Madden ninety nine, fucking Michael Vick up the Amazing. side all day. You couldn't stop him. No, absolutely not. But yeah, like people, that's the thing. Like if you do something that's a crime that somebody has a really strong hatred against, you hate that person yeah. more than somebody that committed a different crime. Sure. Like I said, I you know obviously they're apples to oranges, but a guy that's molested a child gets released, comes back into society gets a job continues his life there aren't people protesting him at his job like you shouldn't work here you molested a kid 20 years ago it's like okay i did i'm sorry you know whatever I, i've moved on or you know whatever the case may be people have to you have to let people continue their lives life has to go on for other people it right. just does so we agree I, I i think let him go let him have his fun yeah it's a pro bowl nobody fucking watches it anyways and you know the nfl is doing this you can't blame Mike Vick, blame the NFL. Oh, they asked him to come do it. Yeah, him and Tara Owens are the other one, right? Yeah. yeah. But well, what I was saying is because they've made Mike Vick extremely relevant again by the nonstop comparisons of Lamar Jackson to Mike Vick. So that's why they're like, well, shit, Lamar Jackson's probably going to be, he's the leading vote getter right now for the Pro Bowl. Make the Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson will probably be the starting quarterback for one of the teams. Right. How great would it be to see him teamed up with Mike Vick? That's what everybody wants to see. The NFL's banking on that. So, makes sense for them. The NFL are the ones that had the thought to, to bring in Mike Vick. The NFL had to have known that there's going to be backlash. But the fact that people are doing all these petitions, and again, I understand your your disdain, but put it towards something that could actually make a difference. Right. Stopping Michael Vick is not going to save a dog's <clears throat> life anymore. It's over. Make a petition against kill shelters. Like I said, I don't want to repeat everything I said, but just make it more efficient. Sure. So that was my two cents on that topic, and it was sports-related, so I thought we would get into it. I like it. Uh, the Cavs just went to halftime a little bit ago. They are currently trailing by, I forgot how much, like, you know, less than 10. But they are in a slippery slope to tank mode. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked. We were nice enough to say that the Cavs look like they could be a potential low seed in the playoffs. I was a stupid idiot. Beginning of the year, I told you the Cavs were going to suck ass. And then I... Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, oh, shit, maybe they're not that bad. Boy, was I mistaken. They fucking suck. Um, rumors have come out now that... Rumors they, in Cleveland? No way. Yeah, Tell me right. More. That a lot of players are kind of sick of uh, John Baleen's... Um, is it Beeline? Beeline, sorry. It's okay. You what correct me all the thing. time. I get one of these once in a while. They're they're sick of his coaching, and they say he's stuck in his college ways, and they're just not happy, blah, blah, blah. But we're losing still. Our team is not very good. He's also coaching kids who are one year out of college, exactly, basically. Yeah. He's teaching kids who, the fundamentals of basketball playing. If they had a four-year rule in college, basketball, like they do in four, or three, yeah. a lot of these guys would still be in college right now. So I'm sure he's he not teaching Kevin Love how to how to back a player down in the paint. Yeah. I'm sure he's not teaching Kevin Love how to turn around shoot. I'm sure that's not what's happening. He's probably teaching a lot of these younger kids how to play defense, what's how to run an offense. What's that he's had... The entire offseason, training camp, beginning of this season, and they looked decent in the beginning of the season. Sure. Now they look like shit. What's changed? What's pissed these players off all of a sudden that they don't like? When we were winning before, everything seemed fine and dandy going into what, That's yeah. still something compared to how it's considering because, I we might only win players, 20 this Players year. are now t- 20 games in this season, and he's probably making them practice just as hard as he was in the offseason yeah. in the first couple games, and I they think can't these guys fucking wanna, stand they, they, they go, we suck. Why are why are we even trying this? Right, up? and he's saying "fuck you." You're going to give your all because yeah. we're a professional team, or whatever. I don't know the exact sure. the, the discrepancies, but you know the guy knows what he's doing. It was working a little <clears throat> bit in the beginning. 
what's happened yeah it's the players and i I mean the story literally just broke a couple hours ago so i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see um if anything kind of comes out the only thing i've heard on it so far larry nance jr came out and said that you know he hates when rumors like that get out things like that should be kept in house if a player has a problem they shouldn't go to the media yes a veteran player saying that and he said uh he loves he loves the coach he said that if he was still in college he or when he was in college he wanted to play at michigan for him so he has the utmost respect. Larry Nance obviously just signed a long-term deal here, so he's going to be here for a while. Um, well, at least until halfway through the season. Yeah, no, nobody will take his contract, so he's in no danger of getting traded. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Just I, I hate when the young players come out and act like that. I think it's stupid. Keep your mouth shut. Play. If you have an issue, take it up with the team. You know, whatever. It, 18 games is what we're winning this year. I think we all both at said at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, honestly, I agree with you. I think it's bullshit that anything like this starts. Probably somebody in a dumb interview or somebody to some... Because from my understanding, all these players text these beat reporters anyways because they're all, like, buddy-buddy. Some some player probably just one offset. You know, I just can't stand it. I don't get along with the coach. You know, couples feathers while I'm practice. Some beat reporter probably ran with that story, spread it out there, put it out there, and now you're, at, now you're where you're at right now with it, you know? so Yeah, I mean, the Cavs literally just got embarrassed by the fucking Pistons, who are a really bad team, uh, the other night. I think we were at home, too, if I'm not mistaken. We got embarrassed. And, you know... The fact that they're going to come out and talk shit about the coach after that, when it's like, you know what, you're the player. Yeah, coach is not the blamed for this. You know, everyone watches the game. You're the one on the court playing. So, you know, shame on them. Shame, shame. <laughs> ding ding, shame. But yeah, they uh, the Cavs players, these young kids need to shut the fuck up. They need to play. They need to get out there and prove people wrong. If you don't like his coaching style, then show him why he shouldn't be coaching like that. Go out there and do things, win games, and go, coach, let's try this. He'll have more respect for you. He'll have more confidence in you if you guys show that you could take care of it on the on the court. That's how you do that. That's how coaches gain your trust. They tell you what to do, you go out there and do it, and then they start to give you slack. If you immediately butt heads, you immediately fight with everything they say, then it's not going to be a good, a good mix, and that's what ruins things. So, Ruin. My note to the Cavs players, Shut the fuck up and dribble. Get oh, out there sorry. and play. Sorry. No, that's that's only. Oh, you weren't going there with that. No, no, you don't even have to dribble in the, no, NFL, just walk. In the NBA anymore. Shut up and walk. Yeah, you just pick the ball up and carry it. Like you're <laughs> fucking walking. You're walking dinner out to a table. Unless you're your a name is LeBron James, that you don't insane. get it. That we'll talk about that another time because we're this episode's running a little longer, which is good though because last week's episode was pretty short, so that's fine. Uh all right. So that was our Cavs talk. We wanted to talk a little bit about fantasy football. The season's winding down for most people. My my season actually has one more week before the playoffs, but I am Some officially... Some of my leagues do. One league is actually... This is the last week. I'm officially eliminated. From all of your all of your teams? My other one. My other season team, yeah. I had too many injuries. My team sucked. I'm battling for how many, last place. How many leagues are you in? Just two. Oh, I'm in four. So one league, I am battling for last place. Uh, that league, you know, I don't want to make excuses for myself, but I... Uh, wasn't given a lot of info on it. I was pretty much just told, here's when we're drafting. That's yeah. it. Uh, it's a league with my neighbor and a bunch of people that I really don't really know. So uh, I was thrown into that. I had to go draft. I was actually at a cookout with friends and drinking before the draft started. Probably not a great idea, but whatever. And I didn't even know it was a 12-man league until that day. I don't remember it being oh, 12-man last Oh, so the excuse is you weren't prepared. Well, no, they didn't tell me anything. Oh, I got I no information. It was just, here's the draft and here's the time. You should be good enough just to draft players no matter what happens. And then the draft starts, and that's when I find out, oh, I'm picking 12th out of 12. 
Uh, how that happened? How did they come up with who's picking where? I don't know. I just You're the last man in. in the league, that's why. No, I was. I was in the oh. league last year. Oh, okay. So just a lot of, I got no information on anything. So, you know, again, I wasn't properly prepared because I didn't know it was a 12-man league. So when I did all my mock drafting stuff, I was preparing for 10. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, this throws everything off. Then we had a couple guys that were auto-drafting, which is annoying as fuck because that screws up everything on the on the draft. Guys get like six tight ends because it's auto-drafting and that fucks up everybody else's picks. I like it. It was just a end. mess. I hated it. So that team sucked. Too many injuries. Uh, then my main league that I do, uh, another one with a bunch of sh- a shit ton of injuries. I had James Conner. I have uh, Julio Jones missed some time. Patrick Mahomes missed some time. Uh, I forgot who else I had. George Kittles missed some time. So I had a pretty decent team, and I was in it for a while, but I just couldn't overcome the injuries on those weeks, and that ended up setting me back. I'm two games behind with one game left, so I'm not making the playoffs, unfortunately. Wah, wah, call you the Browns. You know what happens? First year, I think, in a long time that I can remember in that league that I haven't made the playoffs. Right. It's devastating. We only take four out of ten. Oh, do you in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. So I'm in. I'm in four team in four leagues. Um, two. I'm in playoffs at two out of the four. Uh, the one I'm. I'm at shitty season. Four. I think I'm like four and six or some shit like that. I don't know. Four and seven. Bad. The one that I run men into the into the playoffs. This week's round one because I give the I give the first and second seed bye weeks actually. Okay. Um. So yeah, we six, don't have my other league. It's just because it's twelve man league. Top so four in the playoffs. Yeah, and so that's it. It was twelve man league, six in, six out, and two okay. bye weeks. Um, so I'm right on the outside looking in for that one. Uh, the other one, I'm actually in a winner go home scenario with my brother in law this week, Mike. Interesting. Um, we're both playing each other, and if I lose, I'm go out. Mike, shout out to Mike. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> so he wins, he's in. I win, I'm in, and the other one's out basically because we're both at the same record and we're both sitting right there at the edge. So okay. And then my one first year ever auction draft, never done one before. I never have either. So I did one in, in Yahoo with my buddy. Uh, never done an auction draft before, but I'm ten and three in that league right now. Not bad. That's not and bad. I, and I've been riding. This season with Lamar Jackson, um, that's a if, if I remember correctly, that's a double QB league. Yep. Okay. That's I've been running so that helps with, to have yeah one of with those. Lamar and and basically Kyler Murray is my cut my quarterbacks, and then uh, Diggs, Jones, Henry, and and Kittle is and and Robinson is my main sources of and they've all had great years. So I've especially got, Derek Henry, that guy's a stud. Absolutely. So I got lucky this year with them. Um, but yeah, so ten and three, I'm number one seed right now. Um, should be interesting, which means I'm probably going to lose in the first round. But it sounds okay. about right. But yeah, that's it. All right, time for a quick game. Uh, this is America's favorite game. It's mm. sweeping the nation. Uh, it is, of course. How did they? Oh no, not that one. No, no, that oh, one's okay, that's sorry. another game. That's that actually moved down to number two in America. Oh, did it? How did they die? Oh. We haven't had, haven't had anybody it's to true. play yet. Someone in a while. needs to die already. Yeah. Give it time. Did you see the MLB said they're not going to be testing for opioids. That was an official thing they Someone's were. Someone's going to fucking die so, now. Here we go. Baseball can't start soon enough, everybody. Yeah, wow. All right, uh, we're going to play a quick game called Is It Racist? with our host, who's actually been gracious enough to join us today. His name is Craig Klansman, and Craig is going to come down here, and he is going to play with us, so we'll let Craig take what it city, over. What, what state is he from? He's from the Deep South. That's all he really told me. He he never specified. He just kept saying something about how he's going to rise up one day or something. I didn't really understand. It really narrows it, it down, but I mean, he, I noticed he's wearing a lot of white, and I can barely see his face but okay that's fine it happens all right uh so without further ado here is craig klansman hey everybody this is craig klansman coming to you live from the talking about ball studio we're here to play a game is it racist i of course have never seen anything racist in my life i just live my life day to day and i'm more than okay with how that goes but let's play the clip this is tim ryan from the san francisco 49ers announced team talking about lamar jackson and his quote-unquote dark skin all right everybody let's play it 
when he's his dark skin color with a dark football with a dark uniform. You could not see that thing. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point, and it, it, it and that's going to mean, and you're a half step slow on, on. All right, everybody, that was the clip. Now it's time for Kyle and Justin to take over. Thank you guys for having me. Is it racist? All right, uh, thank you, Craig. Uh, I'm going with no because, <laughs> I mean, I he just said a fact. I mean. Is Lamar Jackson black? Dark skinned. Is was his jersey black, aka dark? Is a football dark? Yes. I mean he just said an obvious thing. He just said the ball can kind of get hidden because of Lamar Jackson's dark skin, dark jersey, everything, dark football. The ball kind of blends. That's just science. That's just a fact. He's not saying anything egregious about black people. What was the uh, out-of-context part of this? What was the question leading into this? Do we know? Uh, they were talking about how they were so good at those read option plays and stuff like that, and he said it's because <clears throat> the defenders have a hard time seeing Lamar Jackson. Like, they can't tell if he transferred the ball or not because it kind of blends in with, like, his skin color and the jerseys and stuff like that. So it makes it even harder on the defense. So you think a white guy could not be able to pull this off? Exactly. Oh, it would, okay. I would see the ball in Baker's hand a little bit better than I would in Lamar Jackson's. So- Pointing out the skin color is not racist. No. Okay. All right. I I, I agree with you. I'm just I'm trying to play the other side of the spectrum. Oh no, I understand. Here. But he's not he's not saying like black people do this and black people do that. He's literally just saying. And he's his, a he's a white guy, right? Yeah. Okay. He's literally saying his skin is darker. Yeah. So it hides the football more. That's a fact. If this if, was talked about in 1984, no one would fucking care. No. But we're in 2019, and, where and that's a crazy. Thing everyone's about it. butthurt about it now. Is all he said was, I mean, are are we at the point now that we're not even allowed to say black people are are, are actually a different color? It's no. not a bad thing. No, they man, just, they're all the they same. Just are <laughs> I, I feel black every day of my life. That's science. We people are different colors. Mm-hmm. Even white people are different colors. Some white people are way more tan than others. That's just a fact. It's some some people just yeah tan way too much. Yeah, it's fucking absurd that that people got this bent out of shape. And just so you know, the San Francisco the Forty ers have suspended this guy, and they of course his team is coming out. Richard Sherman of all people, the biggest fucking idiot in the world, in my opinion, in sports. One of he even came out and defended this guy, and he was like, "I have no problem with what he said. Like that's that's just that's saying a fact. There's a reason baseball." doesn't allow players or fans, I'm sorry, or anything white to be in the outfield and center field. Fans cannot sit in center field at stadiums to a certain point so it doesn't interfere with the ball for the players. There's a reason hockey pucks are black because they wouldn't be that fucking easy to see on the ice if they were white. (laughs) It's just common sense. How awesome would it be to play one game with a white puck? I mean, I, I don't even want to watch it with a black puck. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I get it, but I mean, to make it more interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, it'd be fucking impossible <laughs> or a clear puck. <laughs> did you see the, uh, not to change the subject, but did you see the XFL footballs? Yeah, they're weird. They look like Nerf toys They're all weird Nerf they're toys. They're all colored all and stuff. The XFL's going to tank. It's no, it's not. Bad. No, it's not. Yeah, it Vince McMahon knows what he's doing this time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, so <clears> my answer for is it racist, I'm going with no. I think the guy was just making a fact. And I mean, that's a legitimate good thought. And I, I, I mean, I'm white. Maybe I don't understand. 
And I guess I never will because I don't see a problem with that. But I'm saying no. I'm saying it's not racist at all. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. It's not racist. You're pointing out facts. White is different than black. Um, black blends in with black. Brown blends in, blends in with brown. If football is brown, skin color is brown. They blend together. Yeah. I get it. The The uniform is black. There is a difference between brown and black. I get it. But in the heat of a moment in the game, your eyes aren't focusing on all that stuff. You're, you guys are focusing you on one thing. Millisecond decisions. Absolutely. So, no, I think it's completely fair for him to point out the fact as to why the they run a very, very good read-pass uh, I mean, offense. It's, it's what the offense is built around. Yeah. If and, he, and if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, that offense is fucked because is fucked. they have no other offense to run. Yeah, they're, they're wide receivers. They will, they they're will load garbage. the box and they will fucking tackle Ingram behind the line the entire time and no receiver is going to get the ball. Yeah. I just, I can't believe people are outraged about that. That's literally just a fact. I get it. He is literally he's going to get, he's going to get terminated now. You know that, right? More than likely. There's probably a petition of the 200,000 signatures right now More saying likely. that he's yeah, going to be... they, they want, they want <laughs> Tim Ryan and Mike Vick to fight to the death. In a, in a cage. Winner take all. Yeah. Loser gets stapled to a tree. Yeah. Loser has to <laughs> has to be the Pro Bowl captain. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who, what's worse, stapled to a tree or Pro Bowl captain? I don't know. Ask Mike Vick. He's he's an expert in both, apparently. Hey-o. All right. Let's but see. just fucking unreal that people were mad about that. I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, it, it, that's not even a thing where you can say, like, well, you don't know because you're white. Like, he literally said nothing crazy. Like, if somebody told me, like, Oh, you're wearing a white shirt and you're white. It kind of blends. I would go, okay, that's racist. Yeah, who gives a fuck? He was li- he was making a point, and it's just fact. If he said, "Oh, the way Lamar Jackson runs that because he's got those extra black jeans in him," then I would go, "Oh, that shit. That's a little racist." I would say that's racist. Wasn't there an announcer back in the day talked about the extra muscle in somebody because he can jump so high? Yeah, they said black people can jump a little yep. higher because they yeah. have extra muscles. <laughs> like if Lamar Jackson fumbled and went to pick it up, and he said, "Wow, he picked that like cotton," I would go, "Oh shit, you can't say that." <laughs> That's racist. You yeah. guys see how this game works? Is it racist? I agree. The last that's, two things I said, yes. Yes, very racist. If a guy said that and you fired him, I get it. Because that's fuck. You, you don't say that. To just say that the, the ball is brown, his skin is brown, his jersey's black, it's kind of hard to see where the football is. It was also pouring rain that day, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. So it's he's just pointing out reasons why the defense has issues against this offense. And he was. And for a defense that had issues, they played a very good did. game. But in a roundabout way, I, I would almost say that he was complimenting Lamar Jackson and saying, like, he's taking advantage of, like, Him every being black. single yeah, thing yeah. he can. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting reparations on the field. He's, he's scoring touchdowns. He's just taking advantage of it. But it's just I, – I can't fucking believe that people are outraged over that. That's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, we live in too much of a PC. Like, obviously, you know, equality, I am all for it. I love it. But if somebody's black, they're they are a black person. That's not a lie. That's right. not racist. That's there's there are black and white people. No, it just doesn't matter. But we're all one one they, one color, one nation under God. I'm colorblind. Like <laughs> Color. <Michael Scott>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So to end, is it racist? Uh, I think the general consensus here is no, <clears throat> and I think that Tim Ryan should have his job back. I like that game. I, I think he can probably find more racist a comments we could find a lot throughout more. history that we should hopefully maybe he'll bring up next time. Uh, quick game, or another not a game, but an interactive thing I wanted to do with listeners and, and fans. Uh, I had a little game or thing I put on Facebook for worst jersey purchase and why. I'll start the worst purchase, and I'm excluding any and all of my Chinese jersey purchases because those were never more than $30. So... Throwing one of those out means nothing to me. I donate those to charity and stuff like that, so I don't care. Um, 
However, recent that I can think of, worst jersey purchase that I had in the last like 10 years that I can recall has to be my Joe Hayden jersey that I bought. Uh, the Browns changed uniforms. Joe Hayden was okay at the time. He had already had his Pro Bowl seasons and was kind of done being a good cornerback. And the Browns changed their look right before the NFL draft. I go to the NFL draft every year, so I, of course, wanted to have the newest Browns jersey. So I had to because I couldn't find them on any generic website, Chinese website. I had to buy a real Browns jersey. So I spent the $150 on a Joe Hayden Browns jersey because they were brand new. They're ugly as fuck, those fucking brown ones that they're currently wearing still. (laughs) I think they're hideous, but just because they were new, I had to have it. So I spent the $150 on it. Joe Hayden was only here for like two years in those jerseys. Got cut, never played well anyway. I, again, still think the jerseys are ugly. So waste of $150. And I'll, I'll get into it in another segment of how I think I cursed I curse players by buying their jerseys. Oh, we've heard about this. And, you know, you know who else you could chalk up on that list? Baker Mayfield, Odell <laughs> Beckham, uh, Denzel Ward. I've got one of those in my closet. Stop so. fucking buying jerseys, I'm man. done. I'm out. I'm out. Hey, the one guy that's having a pretty decent year. Kareem Hunt, I've got his jersey too, so suck it, all right? Not all is bad. And I have a Joe Schobert. Uh, but anyway, so that was my worst real jersey purchase. Uh, Kyle, by all means. So here's my thing. I'm going to make this really short and sweet. I don't fucking buy jerseys. Okay. So I've bought I bought one, I think, off of you through the Chinese thing, the, the Odell, not, no, sorry, the Baker jersey. Um, I bought a LeBron jersey maybe six years ago when the Cavs had those city views, the gray ones. Yeah, yeah, the so city I, Just because I liked it. It was really cool. Oh, they're nice. But I don't buy jerseys for the simple fact is is that players never stay anywhere. And That's I, why I buy them from China. For I'd hate bucks. to buy a jersey and invest money in the fact that it, it, they're never going to be around. Now, if you're buying like a vintage one, like a, like a, a brown one or, you know, a Jim Brown one or... Oh, so you're condoning abusing women. Yes. OJ, <laughs> <laughs> good, because I was leading into O.J. Simpson with my next comment. So O.J. Simpson from the Buffalo Bills, shit like that. I condone killing your wife. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, of course. I'm just saying that. Married to know what that means. That exactly right. <laughs> uh, that's that's true. I mean, you want to buy vintage jerseys for your team and whatever. Awesome, but I just don't buy current players because I feel like now, especially nowadays, you invest the money in somebody, you wear it for what a, a, a half a, a season or two seasons, and they're gone, and they're, it's hanging in your closet the entire that's time. That's why I only buy them. For but China. I did buy a Rick Vaughn. Indians jersey that I wore to the World Series and I will wear that because that's never going to go out of style and that will always be something you can wear but that's my two cents I, just, I, I do agree with don't you. Don't fucking why invest I don't, the money. That's why I don't buy real ones. I buy the $20 ones mm-hmm. from China because literally as I'm purchasing a jersey the, the player first, got traded. The first thoughts I have in my head are sweet if I ever see them at like an event or something I'll have them autograph it and I don't care or if they're not that great, I'll wear it like tailgating and shit like that, and I'll just get it fucking stained and dirty. And worst case, I throw it away or I donate it or something. I don't really care. Right. So for twenty bucks, it's kind of just you know. Yeah. It is what it is. I've just never saw the value in it. I guess. It's yeah, that's why I, I'll never ever pay full price for a jersey. Now, if they brought the one the, I did was the Joe Hayden. They brought the starter jackets back. They did. So fucking did they really? Yeah, the starter jackets the have f- been back. Check out the Browns team shop. They've Shut been back the for a long time. Up. Hold on. So I made this same post, and I got some great, great, great responses from people. First one from a from a, a friend, Laura. She said, "Holy shit, they did!" Sorry, her dad bought a Deshaun Kaiser jersey. Wow! When he was the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, I wow. even asked. I made sure to clarify: was this a clearance purchase, or was this like he was still on the team? And she said, "Full price." 
another I, friend. I would have bought a Notre Dame Kaiser jersey, but not a. Still a waste of money. Uh, yeah. So a friend Mark said he bought a Kyrie Irving jersey when he was in San Francisco. Ward around all day getting dirty looks, looks from uh, Golden State fans. And he said about a couple months later, Kyrie Irving got traded because he demanded to be out of Cleveland. So big waste of money there for Mark. That's a poor purchase. But in hindsight, who saw that coming? Uh, we have... Oh, my God. Look at that. Another friend said... Anthony said his mom had a spree of buying jerseys and the players would leave the next year. She got a Mike Napoli, Jordan Cameron, Carlos Santana, and a Michael Brantley. <laughs> and he said within that year, they all had left. Obviously, Santana wow. came back, so that one kind of worked out. I then asked... Or, I'm sorry, asked... I then asked him to have her get a custom Freddie Kitchens jersey for Christmas. I like <laughs> it. Nice. Just force the issue. Just kind of get him out of here if we can. A uh, couple other ones. We had uh, Esty, who I think you guys kind of know. Uh, Colleen, yeah. Yeah, Colleen. I don't know if you guys ever met her. I love all the interaction from people who listen to our show, though. Like She said she bought a quote-unquote women's Dolphins jersey back in 2002 because she thought it made her non-existent boobs look big and it had a dolphin on it. So she spent a lot of money on an on an NFL jersey just because she thought she looked okay in it. So that's kind of a waste. When you, there's plenty of other cheaper options out there. Uh, from our listener page, we have Matt, who said he bought an Isaiah Thomas Cavs jersey, and it's still in his closet because Isaiah Thomas barely played for <laughs> the Cavaliers. So that was not a good investment. No, we were so excited about that trade. We're like, oh, Ky- next it'll be all right, and it was be like wash, you know, person for person, and that fucking failed. So. And then we had it. We had a couple people say basically any Browns jersey is a big waste of jersey money. Absolutely, man. Could kind of agree with that. Absolutely. All right, we've reached the end of the episode. Uh, time for picks, really quick before we sign off. Kyle is officially down ten <laughs> full points, ladies and gentlemen. I. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I'm kind of running away with this thing. So I let Kyle pick first so we don't have, like, him going, okay, you're picking them, I'm going to pick this. You know what I mean? I didn't want one of those. I kind of sure. wanted it to be a real thing. However, I do know that Kyle kind of went out of his way to make <laughs> some upset picks, which makes sense because he does need to gain ground. So I will give Kyle my picks, and we can uh, get that going. What are we in week 14, correct? We are. All right. Just throw it out there. The uh, the punishment still not decided. We have a pretty good idea, but we don't want to spill any beans. Uh, we'll just put it this way. I'd rather eat that hot sauce from last week again. Yeah, this one could be a soul-piercing punishment. Hmm. No, pun- uh, no punishment. All right, so Thursday, obviously, was last night. So we had uh, we actually forgot to pick. So we just gave each other Chicago to make it even. So that's a wash. Uh, Carolina at Atlanta. Hopefully, we're in the same order. Yeah, yeah. I just, are you skipping Cincinnati, Cleveland? I just went on ESPN.com and it's Carolina. Oh, I Atlanta see. It put, it put Cincinnati, Cleveland number one because I follow them on, on ESPN. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. So they're actually the third team. So if you want, I'll just read them no, first. That's fine. Uh, Cleveland, it's Cincinnati at Cleveland. Uh, Browns suck. I'm not picking them the rest of the year. Give me Cincinnati. Ah, fuck you, dude. I took Cincinnati too. I'm just being realistic. The Browns are terrible. Andy Dalton's back. The Red Rider. Or Red Rocket, whatever the fuck they call him, I don't even know. Red Rocket is that what happens when a dog gets excited? His penis it's when comes you out. You jerk a dog off, yeah. I think. Yeah, Red Rocket. Oh, Red you Rocket. jerk a dog off. Okay, I right. think. I don't know if you actually have to jerk it off, but I'm whatever. Pretty sure it just. Pops uh, out. Next game, Carolina and Atlanta. Yep. Uh, give me the hometown Atlanta Falcons. They just fired Ron Rivera in Carolina, so just give me the home team. I took Carolina in this one. Okay. Uh, uh, Baltimore I... at Buffalo. Give me. 
Baltimore. I hate to say it. I don't think Buffalo is the real deal. I think they kind of get exposed here. I took Buffalo. Okay. Uh, Green Bay. Washington at Green Bay. Give me Green Bay. We are agreeing. I, I took Green Bay, too. Detroit at Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. I took Minnesota as well. San Fran at New Orleans. This is a real doozy. Uh, give me the home team. Give me the Saints. I took Saints as well. Okay. Miami at New York. Give me Miami. Fuck, dude. I took Miami Did as well. Did you? Yeah. The Jets are probably not going to have Le'Veon Bell, and the Jets are playing like absolute dog shit. Yeah. And the Dolphins are actually playing pretty decent football, so give me the Dolphins. Yeah. You know? I took Miami. Uh, Indianapolis at Tampa Bay. I will take the Colts. I took the Colts as well. Denver at Houston. Give me Houston in a landslide. I took Houston as well. Chargers at Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville. I took the Chargers. Okay. Tennessee at Oakland. Give me Tennessee. I took Oakland. Kansas City at New England. Give me New England. I think they bounce back. Yeah, I took New England as well. Pittsburgh at Arizona. Give me Arizona. I took Arizona as well. All right. Seattle at Los Angeles. Give me the Seahawks. I took LA. And then Monday night, Eli Manning makes a triumphant return. New York at Philadelphia. Because Eli Manning is back after not playing in the last 10 weeks, give me Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) I took Philly as well. All right, so a few differences. A few differences. Kyle could gain some ground, or this is probably going to be the end of it. Yeah, we're going to know by the end of this week where we're at. So, All right, everybody. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. That's it for talking about balls this week. Uh, We will be back very soon. I am going to be doing, well, both of us, we will be doing some Twitch little vlogs here and there to try to get a little, uh, get some people interested in our our Twitch page and all that bullshit. So we will be doing that soon. Uh, That's all I got. You good, Kyle? Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right, see you guys.